This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello and welcome. My name is Brad Lieb. I am a former professional hockey player and this is the Life After Hockey podcast. This is the place where I'll be interviewing former players and exploring their life after hockey journeys, including their successes, challenges, and the causes that they are passionate about. So please join me on the Hockey Podcast Network every Saturday for new episodes and follow me on Twitter at Brad M. Lieb for all my podcast updates. And until then, keep going and enjoy your life. Let's go life after hockey, baby. <laughs> Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Bayou Vendors, alongside Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. Episode 86, 87, season two. I think that's really all that matters is the word season two. Welcome to fucking season two, episode two of that. Uh, alongside my host, Mason Dixon. How are you this evening, my friend? I am fucking wonderful. How are you, buddy? I'm doing okay. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I literally just beat Witcher 3. Um, so I feel I feel accomplished. I can now play another game. Um, and I'm... I got some laundry to do, so I'm feeling like an, a, a real adult today. I'm feeling like a real child today. I haven't done laundry in about a week and a half, and I'm like, you know when you get to that phase where you're just like, you're going through your like closet, and you're like, wow, I haven't worn this in three years, so I could wear it, or I could do laundry as you proceed to put on that T-shirt. That, that, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah, no, I feel that. And I was I was super fucking making fun of myself because everything I've done today has not been adultly. I've put off everything <laughs> to play The Witcher 3. <laughs> Understandable, though. The Witcher 3 is kind of a vibe. Oh, it's so good. So good. So good. Yeah. Uh, uh, like I said, you know, personally, we know I'm kind of back in my department. So, like, hopefully that means for a while. But, you know, every day I have to wait for a phone call to see where I'm going to be at. Um, but, I mean, it feels like life's getting back <laughs> to normal while everything's still abnormal. But uh, we got a little bit of Habs news today. So, um, we got any more? Uh, should we go straight to hockey? Or you got you got any other fun things that happened during your week? Well, no. I like, you know, we haven't actually talked. We kind of just hopped on today. So, I'm just curious. How was a... How's life down there in uh, New Orleans? How's, uh, how's um, the, the weather? COVID cases? How you guys doing? Massively terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah, they we went back to phase two. I think like two weeks ago, or whenever, whenever Thanksgiving was, right? So, um, because people can't get it together, and I get it. You know, you you're cooped up, but go fuck yourself. You know, like I want to go back to work and have things back to normal. So, like missing some time with like a, a relative. 
this is the year to do that, you know. Um, but I'm okay, I guess, you know, just just fucking living, you know. Um, there's fucking nothing to do. Uh, the weather's been nice, you know. It's not cold. It's definitely not hot. I'm uh, not sweating, so that's awesome. Yeah, no, um, we actually, uh, <laughs> I was, I was lucky. I was in the only, uh, we, ours are color coded. I was in the only green zone left in Ontario because, you know, I live out in the middle of Buffalo nowhere. Well, at least Southern Ontario. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Northern Ontario is chilling, laughing at, you know, us Southerners, but you know, I, you know, I was chilling, having a good time, green zone. And black then Black Friday came, <laughs> and because everyone wants to Black Friday shop, and all the malls and shit in Toronto are, you know, shut down because they're yellow and red zone. We had so many Torontonians pull into my little bum ass town, and what do you know? Less than a week later, we're a yellow zone now. So to the city of Toronto, <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> Jesus. Ugh. It's yeah. brutal. I just want to, I just like, I can't even go to, I go to a gym called Anytime Fitness. Yeah, we have those in America. You do have them? Yeah. yeah. So it's like anytime you want to go, you go, right? Yep. I used and to be a member of a, the Anytimes. Were you now? Yep. About yeah, 100 pounds ago. It's kind of a vibe of, I've been getting into it like a lot. Like I've, I've always like working out and like stuff, but I, I've been going to anytime a lot now. Cause you know, I like that I can go at like 3 AM and not have to deal with people. And the whole point is you can go at like whatever you want. Right. Yep. And now, now I've got a book when the fuck I want to go to the gym. I don't want a book when I have to go to the gym. <laughs> yeah. That does sound whack. Oh, uh, Truthfully, the, the only reason that I, I haven't been going to the gym anymore is because of that. It's because my schedule isn't night anymore, so I can't get up or I'm not getting off at three in the morning. You know, so like my my opportunity to go to the gym is when everybody is fucking there. And that is garbage. It's yeah, no, I hate. I hate going to the gym at like peak gym hours too. like. You get there like 5 p.m., 6 p.m. when everyone's getting off work. And you've just got that one dude in the corner benching like 650 pounds, like just screaming. like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> like oh. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> like I can withstand the hardos. It's, it's that everybody's there and I am not – I didn't – put myself in an uncomfortable place, which is the gym, you know, cause like big people are just always uncomfortable at the gym. I didn't bring myself to be uncomfortable and to wait in line. Like I'm at a fucking store. Like yeah. I don't like waiting. I did not come in here. I came in here for a quick 30 to an hour 45 workout. And I'm trying to hit it in that time, not anything extra. You know, I don't want to wait because someone's on all 12 of the fucking ellipticals or the fucking you know like <laughs> anything all, all cardio equipment's out the fucking door and then you're just forced to do weights and most of the time i just want to do cardio first and then go hit my weights but you know i don't i don't like i don't like the gym for that aspect and i wish i was 
rich enough to just give myself a gym. Oh, fuck that. Gym equipment's expensive. I know. People always, like, just bulk at, like, how much I tell them I pay for my gym membership. They're just, like, how do you, like, why? Because I think it's, like, 40, 50 bucks a month, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's not cheap. But to buy gym equipment, oh, my God. Like, you're you're down thousands of dollars. Oh, no, you're, you're right. Um, Yeah, I think mine's, like, $30 a month, a little, little less than 30 But Yeah, but it's American, so it's yeah. probably. So, I mean, it's basically the same is what it sounds like because y'all are a little bit more expensive than us. And I only know that from looking at the inside of books. Okay, that's just weird, though. I don't know why our books always cost more. <laughs> like, that's, no, that's like, that's like a Canadian mystery. Like, nobody knows why. Cause, like, it's not even the dollar. Like, it's not, it's not equivalent. Like, if you're doing the exchange rate, it's just always been like, I have no clue. Apparently, like, book companies just don't want Canadians to, to learn and be like knowledgeable or read or anything. Like, they're just always like, it's like, it's because you guys amounts. have a higher education. So they're just like, oh, we can get the money out of them. <laughs> and I mean, really it's, a pain in the ha- it's a pain in the ass to get shit shipped to y'all. Like, you know, I think you're going through that right now, trying French to get a fucking too. jersey. Like, well, it costs double to get shit fucking boxed and packaged in Canada, too. You got to do it in English and French. Oh, okay. Yeah, that sucks. So maybe that's, maybe that's part of it. I don't know. But yeah. Just to jump back on your um your gym point though, when I see like an overweight person at the gym though, I gotta say like I have like the most respect for them, rather than the guy who's sitting there clearly on steroids like benching seven million pounds. I just like I have so much more respect for the person who's like gone out of their comfort zone and is like working out and like you know kind of like they're clearly uncomfortable. Like even I'm like. I've been an athlete my whole life and I hate like I when I started going to the gym I hated it like I was uncomfortable I thought everyone was looking at me so I really respect people who can go out of their comfort zone to like you know try and better themselves and like you know lose that not that there's anything wrong with like you know being you know like overweight but like just I don't know I just have like a lot of respect when I see someone there so like I just would I would say like don't feel like discouraged or anything right like to any listeners and even yourself, Corey, like it's like I have mad respect for people who can go to the gym and just not give a shit. It's fucking hard, dude. I'm talking like I lost like over 100 pounds when I was going to the gym and it was still fucking uncomfortable. Like it wasn't bad at 4 a.m. Right. When I'd get off. But if we went, you know, on my off day and I didn't want to go that fucking early in the morning, like it didn't matter. Like. I guess you just got to get accustomed to it, dude. But, like, I don't like people – I don't like people staring at me. I don't like the feeling of, of being stared at. And, I mean, I'm always, like – I'm, like, a funny – I try to be funny with my friends and shit. And, like, I, I come off as, like, an ignorant-ass personality. I've always been like that my whole life. So, like, I've run into people at the gym, and that's fine. But I guess people expect me to be that way in moments when I'm just trying to do what I need to do and get the fuck out. And it's super <laughs> uncomfortable that everybody wants to come say hello and, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's really awesome to have people, like, you know, stop what they're doing to say hello to you, and I do the same to them. But it's just, like, when I'm at the fucking gym, I just want to get in, and I want to get the fuck out, you know. So, because the whole time I'm there, I'm having a fucking panic attack, right? 
because I'm worried about someone looking at me. I'm, I'm worried about, you know, um, like my mind is not on doing it, you know, the best I can to not hurt myself, you know, like, so it, it's always hard. And I think it's, it's hard for everybody. That's not that gym rat, you know, because yeah. I think it's even the same for like skinnier people. It's people that just aren't comfortable with the gym or haven't been like put in that gym realm their whole life. It's just very miserable. You know, if you don't go, if like, if you don't go with a friend, very fucking hard to like not feel a little bit of uncomfortability, especially if it's fucking packed. I think that's even like, like myself, like I experience, like I always, I usually go with a buddy. We go, um, we go like six, five, six times a week together. We are on, we're on the same routine. Word. But like, well, one of us has to go earlier or later in the day. <laughs> like I, uh, I'm the same way. You're like, kind of like, Oh, like this is fucking weird. I feel, I feel awkward. So like, I totally understand that. Yeah, and then you also don't do your whole fucking workout normally. You, like, get in, and you're like, I'm going to get in and get out as fast as I fucking can. So it's just – if you if you make someone uncomfortable at the gym, you're a piece of shit because that person <laughs> is paying to go there, and they're not doing their entire workout because they're uncomfortable. You know what I think – I kind of like, I agree with you. I just, I don't, I feel like for the most part, people that go to the gym are like pretty nice. At least the gym I go to, like always willing to like, when there's a new person who like clearly has no fucking idea what they're doing, like someone's going to go over there and be like, if you squat like that, you're going to break your back. <laughs> like maybe do this, do that. So like, I think the gym community is pretty, a pretty tight knit and growing community too, especially on social media. Like a lot of, some people have made some like, sick social accounts made a lot of money off gym stuff so it's definitely a girl i think especially with covid too you've got to imagine like the one like area that's probably really benefited from quarantine is the gyms like people trying just going i've got nothing fucking better to do with my life right now i might as well get fit yeah um we don't have that nice shit down here (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, when I went to Anytime and then we had one next to it called Prestige, like you walk in and I guess it's just the fucking community that I live in. They're like the stairs, you know, like you, you know, you're not a regular. And even if you become a regular, you still get fucking looked at. You you're know, going to Globo Gym. Basically, you know, a Globo Gym in a podunk ass town. <laughs> like You know how fucking whack you are to fucking look down on somebody we live in the same fucking neighborhood buddy like you know shut up turkey um i don't know it's just silly um i need to go back to the gym case closed case Case in point yeah i'm still paying for a gym membership and i just have not been able to go because i don't know if i'm going to work at 5 30 7 or 8 o'clock every day so it's it's a little madness that that would be frustrating and uh to kind of segue onto our other topic the topic of frustration frustration we're gonna talk about our boy well not my definitely not my boy (laughs) maybe your boy nick cousins and he has been trending on twitter as of late due to the kind of discovery and while it hasn't, I don't think there's, 
proven, but of his burner account, essentially. <laughs> there was a, yeah, there's a thread of a guy who basically found this account with like four followers that's been active for years. And all it does is comment on Nick Cousins stuff and, and basically name searches Nick Cousins. So pretty sure, certain it was Nick Cousins. And some of the shit he was saying to people was obviously kind of, by the way, the account has since been deleted since this guy was called out. Um, I think that's kind of self-incriminating to say the least. But basically going out and just trashing people who were talking slanderous about him or being like, what have you done? And, you know, saying, you don't know what's going on in his life, yada, yada, like all this other stuff. And a lot of people, especially on Habs Twitter, had a lot of negative comments to say about this and were really upset kind of when this came out saying like, oh, what, like that's so petty, you know, blah, blah, blah. And as a, you know, I'll say it, a self-titled hater of Nick Cousins on Montreal and I, I hated him when he played for the Habs not personally I just hated that he was on the team um Jesus. I can't <laughs> well it's true I was a hater like I'll I'll admit it um but I gotta say I don't have a problem with this at all if anything I kind of understand the guy I kind of feel for him so you know I figure you might you maybe you feel a little differently I don't know like I, didn't get, I didn't get to see a lot of Nick Cousins because uh, last season I had to split my watching of the Habs with three different fucking teams that I was doing content for. So, like, by the time I was done with all of that and I could focus just on Montreal, Nick Cousins was already on his way out, which is, like, you know, pretty much the end, end of the fucking season. Um, but I'm looking at his fucking stats – and he doesn't look like he was playing bad just from stats because he did average in Philly. He goes to Arizona, a team that is just now starting to get better. While he was there for two, you know, two and a piece years, he had an average run, you know, 12, 12 and 19, uh, 7 and 27. He gets shipped over uh, to Montreal. He has a nine and twenty-two, you know, nine goals, twenty-two points for the season. Well, that he played, I don't think that he did relatively bad, considering this kid has moved around, you know, at a total now four different teams since twenty fifteen, you know, so five years he's been with four different fucking teams. I don't think he he played necessarily bad, but I didn't get a chance to really watch him the entire season. The only thing that I know of Nick Cousins is your rants from before I got on here with you because you it just felt like you would single-handedly go after Nick Cousins. And <laughs> you might be one of the reasons or you're like the person that Nick Cousins had to become on his burner account, you know, to be the Batman of Twitter for just himself. Yeah, no, Um I think for starters, I'm going to start talking about just Nick Cousins play. And um, if you've been listening to the podcast since last season, like the early last season, at least, um, you've probably heard me bitch and moan about Nick Cousins. Um, I don't think this was by any means. I am not an isolated person like this, is not an isolated opinion. It's um, pretty widespread among the Habs community. 
And you know what? I will admit it's a little unjustified. Um, like you said, 22 points in 58 games, nine goals. Nick Cousins, for what he was, which was a fourth-line guy, like he put up good numbers, right? But the problem was Nick Cousins wasn't being utilized as a fourth-line guy. He was being put on the top power play, like PP1 minutes, going on penalty kill, going out in crunch time moments, all this other shit. And at the end of the day, that's Claude Julian. And if you didn't get to watch a lot of Habs hockey last year, you might think I'm over-exaggerating. But if you've seen any, even like in the play, like Claude Julian has those guys he loves. Jordan Wheel is the biggest example of that. And he used to roll out Jordan Wheel and Nick Cousins on the first power play. Jordan Wheel is more of a skilled guy. So while I don't think by any means he deserved to be there, he, I think, handled it a little better than Nick Cousins did. So therefore, Nick Cousins got the brunt of that hate. Now, is this unjustified? I think so a little bit. Because it's not like, like we shouldn't have these high expectations for Nick Cousins. If he played in any other team, it would probably be lesser, unless you're in Toronto or Detroit somewhere. He probably would have had less amount of hate for this. But when you play for Montreal and you get those minutes, that's what's going to happen. So maybe it's more Claude Julien's fault, but it, it it is what it is. It's happened. He's moved on to a different team now. But he got slandered, and people hated it. And whether that or not that was out of his control, you know, it's it's hard to say. But the reality is he was put into a situation where maybe you could argue he wouldn't have succeeded, but he just simply didn't perform to the standards of a guy who should play on the PP one. And that, and also he had what I'd like, my second point is he kind of had the, I'll call it the Jake Gardner effect. Okay. Cousins wouldn't make a ton of shit plays, but when he had a gaffe, it was when the lights were brightest and it was in the biggest fucking moments because that is that is when Nick Cousins would give up, you know, a shitty pass or the puck would bounce over his stick on the empty net. He was just unlucky. So I think when you matched and paired those two things together, it created a shitty situation in which fans had an easy guy to go after. Kind of like a DeHarnay, except DeHarnay, much more talented. You know, he became the villain. So... When I'm wrapping all this up, you know, I admit, like, I fucking shat on this guy all year, and I went after him, and I was pissed. I, what I'm basically trying to say is, I think Nick Cousins had every single right to have a burner account to defend himself. Because when you're an NHL player, like I mentioned, in Montreal, things are different. And if you go on your fucking verified twitter account and start bitching at fans like he's not brad marchand he can't you know chirp dudes on twitter especially when you're already the bad guy it would have just been headlines and he would have got shit on more so do i think nick cousins is petty for going online to defend himself like i think you could probably you could say that but would i have done it in his situation absolutely I'm sorry. I just looked at my cat who just fucking almost killed himself. <laughs> no, I was listening the whole time. Um, I think you're right. The I think it was very well put to put him in that 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 Gardner situation. He's playing 
in a Canadian, you know, he's playing in the Canadian network and they, if you play bad, you're going to take the brunt of the frustrations of that entire team's fan base, you know, and poor thing happened to Jake Gardner, Jake Gardner moved and he did, you know, better. Uh, where, where's he at? In like uh, Carolina or something like that. He's in Carolina now playing pretty good. Nice minutes too. Like kind of a, top four rule as opposed to a top two which is perfect for jake gardner and, and th- kind of yeah sorry no 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 no. go ahead i was just gonna say similar to jake gardner i think those gaffes and like you know fuck ups for you know better phrasing they were made because he was put in situations where he shouldn't have been there. So, you know, it was always under the brightest lights because Claude Julian would put him there and Nick Cousins isn't a bright lights kind of player. Same with Jake Gardner in Toronto. Okay. Shut up, Dirty. Um, I just, I just think that like when he came to the team, it almost feels like the same thing with Domi. Now Domi had a really great first season. Um, and it just almost feels like the same thing happened, though, is that they did not have a legit spot for him. Like how you're saying that Cousins should have been a fourth line. You know, um, I just think that we were in such a a weird position with players at that moment where, like, maybe they just weren't sure where to put this guy. Claude Julian does things his own fucking way. We know that. Um, it's kind of why Domi and them butted heads you know, um, trying to play him more defensively instead of offensively. Um, you know, there, there's just so much that could have that could have went on with why Nick Cousins just didn't work out with us. But if you look at it statistically, he had a very relatively good season after, you know, only having two years with, with Arizona to come over here and play um, 58 games of a season. I think he did rather well being thrown around by, you know, by a coach who's probably not using utilizing him the correct way and a team that's just at that time wasn't sure what what was going on especially like you know going into the end of the season are we sellers are we you know buyers we were kind of in shambles and we probably still would be except that we all feel rejuvenated based off of our playoff play and we think that we you know this team has finally found the puzzle pieces where they're supposed to lie you know and maybe Nick Cousins was just caught in the twister that was, you know, the the fucking scrambling of the Montreal organization at that time. Yeah, definitely. I think kind of got Cousins, scapegoated, you know. Yeah, scapegoated for sure. I do think some of it was deserved, but you also have to. I think. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna like. I I don't say shit. I don't mean for the most part. Well, I look back at it later and say maybe I was a little too hard on him. Yeah, but at the time, like he was fucking up a lot. Like, let's not like I defended him a little bit, but I'm not going to say he, some of his negative response from like fans, it, it was deserved. So, and I think he knows that. And this is a guy who's probably pretty proud of him. Like you, you've got to be, have like a little bit of cockiness and a little bit of pride to make the NHL. Nick cousins was a second round draft pick. He put up point a game with this with um, the Sioux in the OHL, like the Greyhounds. Yeah, 103 points in his last junior season in 64 games. 
point of game AHL player. Like he played for Team Canada in the under 18 World Juniors. This guy, he's over, he's performed at every level except the NHL. So this he's out there defending himself. That that is what I'm defending. I don't think like this isn't something new either. I don't think that he should be crucified even further for just trying to defend his name and it's like i said not something new we've seen kevin durant got exposed like was it two years ago now for defending himself on social media kyrie irving the same like basketball players but i'm sure tons of nhl players do the exact same thing Uh, my cat's just fucking being a shit today um okay but you're right you know like I don't think it's wrong for him to defend himself. I think it's a, if, if it is him, you know, it's a little wonky to go outside of your personal account because it just it just seems super shady. Like maybe you just don't want to get in trouble, you know, by saying the wrong thing. But it's I don't think your play is so bad that you would have to, you know, you would have to resort to that. Like this dude's in the NHL. He's he's on his fourth team. He's in Vegas. He's in the best fucking team he's been on, you know, as far as like playoff uh, caliber team his whole career. He's finally made it to a team where if he does it right, he could legit go to distance with a very powerful team. Why not hold your head up? Fuck what everybody's saying. You're the one who's in the show. You know, you're the well, one, that's who's, one of the who's been to four teams, too. you know, like. And have been successful at every one of them. We haven't really – we only got to see seven games with with uh, Vegas. But I remember, you know, when he was in Arizona, I remember his – just in fantasy, you know, um, his stock went up because, like, for two weeks he was just, like, over a point, a point per game. I had him for, like, a week and a half. You know, like – now, granted, like, that's not the real fucking world, you know, but, like, his play, when he's put in the correct position – with the right guys around him, he will thrive. So uh, if it's, if Nick Cousins did that, dude, I'm sorry that Montreal, you know, did you, if you feel dirty, I'm sorry that the fans are are turning on you or or just saying you were terrible, dude, you're in the fucking show. Like, and now you're playing with Vegas like this. There's nothing to be sad about. Fuck what they got to say. Just show them in your, in your game. And you're, he, he hasn't fallen. You know, he, he basically, produces the same amount every year so like he can he actually only get... was on pace for a career year last year sick but you know what i'm saying it's just like he he plays his style he's actually a fairly heavy hitter so like i can understand like i maybe i don't understand why julian didn't put him in an opportunity to be more of a fourth line or more of a, a grit type of guy considering he came off of um, two years, shut the fuck up, Turkey. Two years with Arizona, with over a hundred hits, um, and then seventy-seven just with Montreal. I mean, this guy is definitely out there to just you know set the tone. So why not utilize him like that? And I think that's where we kind of dropped the ball on him. It's putting him in situations maybe that they saw something different. We're not there on the ice with him, but you know, hopefully. I don't know. Hopefully what we got in return, which is what next year's draft, we got a fourth round pick. What was it for this Some, year's? Something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. Cause if I it was this year's, we turned him into Sean Farrell, which is looking fucking phenomenal. Well, I thought it was a fourth round pick. Sean so, Farrell was a fourth round pick. Was he really? Okay. Cause I was, looking, oh, I was been, thinking Blake Beyond or, or uh, Jack Smith. 
he's being called like steal of the draft already. <laughs> yeah. He's fucking going off. Damn, I'm I overlooked him pretty fucking hard then. Uh I think he's the guy I sent you today. Oh, sick, sick. With that people not sure if that was intentional. That was oh, like, it was intentional. That yeah, was that nice. was intentional. If you haven't seen it, David St. Louis at ringside view tweeted out Sean Farrell today, who is like got like 12 points in six games in the ushl or something and he pulled off one of the fucking greatest on ice deeks i've seen in a long time just <laughs> totally undressed the guy so if you have twitter check it out it's fucking nasty damn yeah but, he was a fourth round pick all right yeah, yeah fourth awesome. round pick sick so he, he's either if it's not next year's fucking draft if it was this year, he's either Sean Farrell, Blake Biondi, or Jack Smith's replacement. So, well, yeah, the replacement four. Um, I'm gonna say you, Sean Farrell, even though I don't know it. I'm truthfully, I think it's a, I think it's next year's draft. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, it very well, very well might be. Yes. Either way, we're still set next year as well. We have a lot of draft picks, but um, that was a very sexy fucking play. I don't know if anything became of it with Sean Farrell's. Farrell, um, that was very, very beautifully done. That is like some Sidney Crosby shit. <laughs> yeah. Like if you if you just move that play to behind the net, like someone would have said that's just a fucking old ass video of Sidney Crosby. On the uh prospect note, we had a few prospect things to talk about before we wrap things up, correct? Oh, absolutely. One being uh, the assassin or the SAR or whatever you want to call him. But Romanov has, has landed in Montreal for his uh, – you guys, I guess, are still doing two-week um, – why am I blanking on the word used for uh, quarantine? There it is. So he's on his two-week quarantine right now, and uh, I guess that means, you know, he's about to head to practice with the boys. And there's been nothing but positivity coming from, uh, you know, from the wire as far as what 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 to expect of this kid. Yeah, definitely. I think only big things, really. I mean, that all I can do is trust what the analysts are saying, what our, you know, the Montreal development team is saying, and looking at his videos. And if he's anything like you see in his fucking videos clowning on these other guys, can't fucking wait. Who's he playing for right now? It's, um... Fuck, do you know? I am uh, drawing a Well, he's here. not playing fucking anybody anymore. Is he not? I thought he was playing right now. Well, he's, he just came to quarantine in Montreal, so I don't think he's playing for fucking anybody because he's not allowed to leave the house. I, I I don't know why. I had some sort of fucking thought that he was practicing with someone. But, yeah, no, definitely fucking like, – we've talked so much about Romanov. I don't know why I thought he was practicing with somebody. I mean, Maybe. he might have been, you know. There's just, it's I'm just prob- right now. I'm probably smoking something. No, but, but – um, other defensive prospect who I do know is playing for sure in the NCAA, Jaden Struble. 
and they've been talking him up as well. I have been talking him up. The Greek god himself, as called by uh, Mark Bergevin, he might just get back onto the world junior roster for the Americans. Now, he injured himself, I believe, so he got basically kind of like couldn't try out anymore. Mm-hmm. But apparently he's almost healthy again, and the U.S. roster just lost all their Boston College guys or Boston University guys That's due awesome. to COVID. So there's possibility that Jaden Strubel gets back on the roster, and I'm pretty fucking excited. Um, if you if you check the uh, the Mon- uh, the Habs little side page on NHL, you got um, one of the development coaches, um, Francis uh, Bouillon. Uh, he said something really awesome about it. He said uh, this is quoted from him: "The first time I saw him play, I was really impressed with the way he was moving for his size, and that's what I wrote in my report." That's the type of guy I like. He brings a little bit of everything with his game. He's physical. I didn't know he skated so well. He's mobile. He's very confident. Even if it was his first year in college last year, he was very confident. Even when I talked to him, I could tell he was pretty mature for his age. He's got a few more years to play in college, but I think his future is very bright. So, hell yeah, dude. You know, so this is just – this is coming from a Canadian's – um, it's one of our development coaches uh, uh, just praising Jaden Struble right now. So uh, I think it'd be really sick if we can if we can get him in action for the U.S. team because I feel like of, of all teams coming up in the World Juniors, um, the U.S. is going to stumble because of our COVID cases. So we're not going to get the best of our you know the best of our players aren't going to come out. You know um, it's going to have to take really good teamwork and truthfully it might help some of these guys who would get overshadowed by bigger names, you know, get their chance to show, shut up Turkey, that they're capable of playing at a, a very high level. Oh yeah, definitely. And I think in Struble's case, he would have already been there if it weren't for an unfortunate injury. Right. So this is just an awesome chance for Habs fans to uh, hopefully see him in action. Um, Did you, did you guys catch, I think it's, uh, is it Bauer that is one of the sponsors for the, uh, world juniors i had no clue um i believe they dropped i think it's a bauer i'm not sure but um they dropped like uh what the skates are gonna look like and they look insane yeah it is bauer oh um, i did see that yeah with the flags so, and it's not just flags it like like yeah it's the flag on it but it's a very sick looking skate but it, it's almost got like a uh like a foil like looking like a fresh fucking pokemon card from 97 you know on the on the back of it they look very solid no they look very nice i love the finish ones too uh i was really taken away by germany's i just think that it it's an overall it's a predominantly all black skate and i think that the just the yellow and the red uh with that really nice foil look really pop on that on that jump now they look really fucking good. <laughs> international jerseys. I love. I have love they have they dropped jerseys. the international jerseys yet for this uh for this World Genius coming up? No, but Canada's always slap. I'm not always a big fan of the US's, I'll be honest. Well, ours is like ours is like the Rangers, right? They don't yeah, go past like, like you they, they don't play with it. Like I wasn't the biggest fan of um, – I think it was the World Juniors couple – maybe it was last year's or the previous year. Uh, Canada came out with, like – it was, like, the super uh, close close view of the of a maple leaf, 
and it was like a part of like the the sleeve or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Where it was I like, don't. I can't remember. Well, the, they change it every yeah. year. Like it's well, a little the design different. was like super, super, super close on a on a maple leaf, and uh, I thought the design looked sick. I just think that it was like a little too fucking close because like I knew what the fuck it was, but if you just like point at anybody, you know. If they didn't know those fucking guys, they might not know it was Team Canada if they didn't see the emblem, you know? Yeah, but then they'd see who was winning and they'd go, oh, yeah, that's Team Canada. Yeah, or Sweden or fucking Finland. Because Finland's got, mistaken, always got nice jerseys. Like, the Suomi, like, oh. I like Sweden's. I like the uh, the little triple crown going on. I think that's super sick. Uh, their colors are just beautiful. Oh, yeah, what, beautiful. what's that called? It's the, um, there's a name for it. I don't know, but my sister-in-law, while you think about it, uh, my sister-in-law was dating a guy from Sweden, super cool kid, loved like the same type of music as me, Star Wars fan, just super nerd like me. Um, and I fucking wanted this kid to like hockey so much, and he just didn't. And I was like, dude, how come you guys' jerseys are so sick? And he just had no idea what the fuck I was talking about, or sweaters, you know, and just <laughs> hurt my heart just a bit because I was like hoping he would like it too. And he could send me, like, we could, like, trade shit. You know, like, give me, like, a really sick Sweden jersey, and I'll give him a U.S. jersey or whatever the fuck you wanted, you know. But <laughs> kudos to my sister-in-law for messing that relationship up. Like, because she could have been living out in Sweden somewhere. Corey, only thinking of himself. It's rude. It's rude. I'm sorry. But that was super sick. I thought, like, I had, like, an inside scoop on, like, European hockey, and this dude was just me, just from a different part of the world. <laughs> Minus They're the called the, the Treconor. Okay. I had to look it up. I so I'm guessing Trey, obviously three, and Conor is probably crowns. So Yeah, and the three crowns are supposed to represent the three wise men. Oh, very nice. Yeah. But anyway, I think that's going to conclude things for today. Uh, Unless you had anything to add. It's nothing much, right? Because you're always shitting on sports in Louisiana that like of places you can't pronounce or just accept that they don't exist. Places that don't exist. Yeah. Shreveport Mudbugs have been fucking killing it. And uh, the school I almost went to, if only my math grades were better, University of Lafayette played University of Louisiana Monroe. I believe it was last week. I hope it was last week and not the week before. But they won 70 to fucking 20, and that is in fucking sane. We're talking about football, football, by the way. Football. Sorry, I didn't mention that. But um, Raging Cajuns have something going on this year. The Raging Cajuns. Yeah. Um, also, listening to Chicklets, uh, I think it was like four or five episodes ago, just re-listening to them at work when I'm bored. Um. Like, basically, like, if I finish the, the most recent episode, instead of, like, it stopping and I have to choose something, it'll just, like, pick up randomly on, like, an episode that I was previously on. And it was the one with um, Justin Williams, and apparently he's from, like, the same area you are. Justin Williams is from my hometown. Dude, sick as fuck. How sick I didn't even that? know he was on Spit and Chicklets. How sick is that? Yeah, he, great episode with him. Oh, yeah, no, a couple he, brought, back. he brought the cup to uh, Coburg. Yeah, well, he, he said Coburg about an hour outside of Toronto, and I was like, I think that's where my homie is from. And yeah, I felt it's more pr- than I felt, an hour. I felt, I, felt, I felt pride. I felt a lot of pride. 
Yeah, no, he like there's a fucking sign coming into town. It's <laughs> Justin home. Williams is from here. Yeah, it's home of Steve Smith sick. and Justin Williams. Two That's tight. Players, both That's of tight. which uh, are uh, Stanley Cup champions, and Steve Smith is over a thousand games played. Whew. Yep. No, he um fucking he hosted like a hockey camp and like a tournament here, and we yeah, had um you, we had a local just girl playing soccer and shit. Yeah, I was just out here playing soccer because I was the only kid that didn't like play hockey. So it's all right. I was the only kid in a in a town without hockey that cared about hockey. <laughs> oh, I I just cared. A, just I, just, a big I can't reverse. fucking skate. So right. I, I try to fool myself and be like, yeah, you know, I used to go to Skate World, which was like the happening place for children when I was a kid before the storm. So I'm like, yeah, I can skate. <laughs> and then I skateboarded. And I'm like, yeah, I can fucking do this still. And like, I can look down at my ankles right now. And like, I got like a spot where like I've rolled and, and, and broken my ankle so many times that like the top of my foot isn't the same anymore because i have a piece of bone in between ligaments so it's always like uh it's always just swollen so yeah i think i could still skate (laughs) (laughs) in saying all this he's still hopeful very hopeful um i still think i got some miles in me even though my wife is scared shitless that if we move into a place with a hockey community that I, I won't just join a beer league and just ruin the lower, you know, the <laughs> lower half of my body. Because that's that's all I want in life is to go play as shittily as I can for a beer league to miss out on the 28, almost 29 years without being able to play hockey. Hey, stranger things happened. Yep, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and with that... We're going to conclude things today. Thank you guys for uh, coming out. This was Corey's intro, though, so he's going to take us out. Oh, man, take us out because I have a CDL. I get it. That's fine. It's just a smooth transition. Not really. <laughs> anyway, folks, I hope you guys have a great uh, start of your week. Um, I know we are. I know, you know, we're getting closer to this expected date of when game, you know, when we're going to get our favorite fucking game back. And, um, uh, I just hope you guys are staying positive, staying smart with COVID on the rise again. And um, I hope you guys aren't in too much trouble financially due to Christmas coming up. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And I can't wait to talk to you all next time. So, uh, as always, follow us on at Habs Nightly on Twitter. Myself is Bayou Benders on Twitter. You guys have a great time. Go Habs. Yeah, and I'll try not to uh, break my phone off my desk. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.